Welcome to Splunk Talk, 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 the Splunk podcast that's all Splunk and no junk. I am Birch, today here with Hal. That's me. Oh, I took it from you. And Jesse. Hal, how you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. We're we're on the, the closing. I feel like we're kind of coasting down a hill. Oh. We've just got a little bit left. Uh, this has been a very exciting uh, couple days. And uh, we're here with Jesse Chore. Um, Jesse, let's... Um, I want to hear a little bit about yourself, and then I think we'll cut to a video that you brought with. So first, tell us who you are. Actually, anybody who's been to Conf before, actually, they've seen you live on stage a, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Jesse Shore, head of mobile for Splunk. Uh, super excited to be here, and I'm a huge Splunk fan prior to joining Splunk, and so uh, happy to be here. Awesome. So we, we, we're not doing this for any other of our, our guests? No one gets the video. special treatment. Just so, you. Um, let's roll this video. Hey, everybody, it's, it's 60 seconds long. Stick with us. <laughs> all right okay I, I, I knew y'all made some great stuff uh wh where did that come from that's that's probably hold on i i need a second to put my socks back on they've just been knocked off <laughs> nice yeah so so um it was actually uh a, 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 like two years ago or something like that a, a team member had this great idea and, and talking to customers so basically as splunk we're a lot of knocking socks a lot of tvs and some customers have over like 90 tvs all powered by Splunk. But the, the problem is, how do you control them all? How do you manage them all? And so uh, this team member had this idea, hey, what if we had one tablet to rule them all? And so that's a, a product that we just uh, GA today or uh, at Conf. But basically, the idea is one um, tablet. In this case, it's an iPad. You can control an array of TVs, have Splunk dashboards. You can split dashboards. You can make them all act as one. So it's super badass, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun. So I, I built the wall here in my house. To make a live demo because we're all about real demos and so that was a real uh instance of 16 tvs uh an apple tv per tv and one ipad to control them all that's uh yeah that's product. so i've got like a very 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 technical question mm -hmm. where'd you score the arcade <laughs> uh, i bought it so so i, I made uh i bought it uh you didn't build it, it? Come, on. Oh, come on well well well, well i did kind of so i bought the cabinet and I ripped everything out and put everything in. So sandwalk buttons, I put a, you know. A, okay, okay. I knew everything. So the only thing I kept is really the screen and, and the box. But I put uh, new, you know, controllers, everything. Wow. So, yeah, so, so right. that officially counts as junk. Now let's get back to Splunk. Um, <laughs> so that was you in the video doing yes. everything. Yeah. You did that at home. And, like, where can people get this? Like uh, you, get it, you get it now. So it's called the uh, Splunk TV Companion app. Uh, you can also check out the app showcase, so, so we have it all there. Uh, but yeah, you can download it uh, I think he's talking about comp.splunk.com, the app showcase there. 
Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's one of the cool things about working with, with you, Jesse, and your team. The things that you're producing are consumer-facing much more so than anything else we do at the company. So when you release something, it is out there. Does that, how does uh, yeah. that feel? Does it feel different you know, compared to other things you've done, or have you been doing mobile a lot? Uh, yeah, I've been doing mobile for quite a while. I did a startup. We got acquired by, by Yahoo back in the day. And then, so yeah, I was always in the consumer world. But um, we were always a, we were a big Splunk customer, still are, at least, at least when I was there. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it was quite the honor of building mobile for a product that we love. And, and, and so for us, when we come to, when we think about mobile for Splunk, we definitely want to bring kind of consumer sexiness, if you will, to enterprise and make it very uh, intuitive, easy to use, and, and also uh, look and feel responsive to good. So, so yeah, so we're taking the best of kind of consumer technology for mobile, but applying it for enterprise and putting kind of our splunky uh, spin on it. Okay. So I want to I want to put like a, a link or, or something for it uh, in the chat here. Uh, what, what was the specific name for this? So people know where to drone mode, for? right? Oh, that's the code name for, for the pro project. But uh, yeah, it's called the Splunk TV companion app. I'll, I'll get you a link. I'll ask for it. So cool. I, what I want to do is is kind of break down for people that haven't brought Spunk to their mobile devices yet. What what all do we have on offer? Because I know it's not just the Splunk, uh, the Apple TV app. Correct. Yeah. So we have uh, basically there's there's a family of apps, and the way I, the analogy I give is we're we're all uh, Marvel Universe fans, but it's kind of like uh, you know like the Avengers. Uh, so we have really great products, like really great movies that lead to a combination of things. So we, at the core, we have something called just Splunk Mobile. So it's iOS, Android, which is our base uh, alerting and dashboarding app. We also have uh, Splunk TV, which you saw. Um, we also have Splunk AR, which is augmented reality. We also have virtual reality, uh, which is VR, which is just Splunk GA. And we also have new um, sub options within the Splunk Mobile app. So as an example, we have something called CMC, Cloud Monitoring Console. So if you're a Splunk Cloud customer, you can actually get a live monitoring console. And then we also have uh, RWI, Remote Port Insights. So that, that was a big one where IT operations want to get a look at insights of how is their business doing? How is their different services? Uh, at the core of everything is something what we call the uh, Splunk Gateway. Um, used to be called Cloud Gateway, but now we are, you know, it's just a secure gateway. But basically, it's a hybrid bridge that allow on-prem and cloud instances to connect to any mobile device. Because historically, it's really hard if you have a mobile phone, how do you collect, connect to something behind a firewall? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so how do we make it easy? And so really, that's a, a really secure method of handling that and making it easy. So I want to dig into this a little bit because we've gotten a lot of customer conversations and questions about this. And I personally have been kind of following this for quite a while. And, uh, you know, for example, I was talking with a financial industry uh, customer that was super concerned about the way that we're doing these connections. And, you know, what is it that they're trusting Splunk with versus the devices that they have under their control? So can you kind of break down, you know, at a high level, obviously we're just talking here, uh, sure. you know, I have, have system diagrams here, but what is it that, uh, that the customer has in their control and what pieces do, does Splunk control and, and can we see their data, that kind of thing? Right, um, so, so actually we borrowed this from kind of the consumer world. So I don't know if you guys have like a NAS drive at home, like I have a Synology drive. And, and, and so uh, when you think about, I have an on-prem behind my firewall in my house, a you know, NAS drive, how do I connect my mobile app to it? And, and, and so the idea of having some kind of bridge in the middle where you basically tunnel data through, so it's kind of like a message bus, but it's secure. So what, what we do is we have end-to-end -end encryption. So the data does flow through our network, kind of like the internet, but we actually don't understand the bytes on the wire. 
So, um, so when I use my mobile phone to connect to, you know, Splunk as an example, um, you know, like it's encrypted. So only that instance I'm sending it to can understand the data. And, and then we, even though we, we set up the, um, the infrastructure for it, kind of like DNS, all it is is really a routing layer to allow you to find your Splunk instance and route it to. And so let's say, not that this would happen, but we route it to the wrong one. The wrong one would actually not understand that data because it's end-to-end -end encrypted. And so uh, it's very similar to DNS in nature and kind of like what you see in uh, a lot of consumer products today. So if you have like some kind of device at home, how does it connect? So, so we basically use the power of cloud to uh, make it easy to configure. Uh, last point is we've done external pen testing. We've got a lot of security reviews and basically they came back with, this is probably the most secure system they've ever seen. And, and so we were really paranoid about security um, and we kind of take the best um, practices today and, and mm -hmm. have more forward-thinking approaches. And so we apply all those things. But yeah, so basically, um, that's, that's... So does, does this work with... I mean, some customers um, and companies are going to be fairly permissive and allow their employees to bring their own devices. And some are not. And some are going to have a mix in between, you know, with, with mobile device management. Are we playing with that kind of ecosystem? Yeah, actually, uh, we just launched uh, even more stuff with MDM, so mobile device management. We support uh, app config and others, so we support you know the majority of standards now. And so, when you have your mobile device, you can certainly configure in a way where um, you know it, it can be behind a VPN firewall, so everything's behind your network essentially. Uh, so the, the the cool thing about MDM is you can kind of pre-configure um, mobile in a way that works great. So, as an example, this is kind of unique to Splunk. Uh, a lot of customers have more than one instance. Whereas most enterprise software, you only have one instance. Like you think about a Workday or you only have one. But with Splunk, you might have 50 or 100. And so with MDM, we not only allow you to configure the security, we actually configure Splunk instances. And so depending on your user role, we can now kind of configure, oh, given your user role X, you can only access these instances. And so from a native mobile perspective, it's just a better experience and easier to, uh, to configure. And so, yeah, so we kind of bake all that in kind of our uh, you know pieces. So we have MDM, we have a secure gateway, to, to bridge the two. Um, and then on the on-prem side, it's just a simple uh, Splunk companion app. So you go to Splunk base, you download it. And so it works for Splunk Cloud uh, and on-prem, uh, regular Splunk Enterprise. So do I have to do much thinking about, hey, I've got a set of existing dashboards and visualizations. Are they going to work on mobile? What's that, that like? Yeah, so, so our goal was always to be, you shouldn't have to lift the finger. And if you have to make changes, let us know and we'll fix it. So, so the idea here is, uh, you know, again, we're all Splunk fans. We have existing dashboards. It's like, how do we make that accessible for mobile, but look good and work good? And so that's always been our aspiration. So if you have a dashboard today, uh, we pretty much have plugged in all the holes where we support, uh, I don't think there's any visualizations left that we haven't done, but basically you, you basically connect your mobile phone to Splunk and, and the dashboards you have today, you can see them. Uh, we also take it to the next level where based on your user role, it's kind of like our back, you can kind of hide specific dashboards and kind of based on your user role, you won't show things you don't want them to see. Uh, it's also interactive. You can kind of play with it. Uh, so yeah, a lot of fun, but basically it should just work. Same with TV. So every product we build is kind of like this plug and play. You currently have dashboards. You attach our app to it and it should just work. And, and that's really our philosophy. And again, if it, if it doesn't, let us know. We're more than happy to, uh, to make changes and get there. Okay, awesome. Are there, okay, so you mentioned AR and VR, and I think last year there was a really big splash with AR and, and what we were doing with Porsche, I believe, was was kind of the, the marquee example there. And any news or, or any new use cases that people are going to be excited about this year? Or any yeah, new absolutely. Cars they sent you as a thank you. <laughs> uh, no comments, but uh, I love Porsche. <laughs> 
I have one. And that was prior to us working with them. So they're a great partner. Uh-huh. And, and uh-huh. Very, very so yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, in the world of AR, uh, very exciting stuff. So so we've uh, you know filed a lot of patents around this, and so uh, basically, um, so if you look at Apple, they recently uh, launched you know LiDAR and, uh, and other uh, capabilities, and so we really take advantage of the capabilities of the kind of latest hardware in AR. So so I give you an example. So part of our, our thing that we launched last year with Porsche is really showing the ability to have actionable insights. So when you like look at this virtual hybrid reality. How can you act on the data and act on a real world entity? And so the next level that we see is really kind of what we call remote collaboration. So as example, I'm in the field, I'm looking at something, but I don't have the domain knowledge of everything I need. And so I might need help. And so today, like, like you see this with utility companies that I work with, they radio in, hey, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the box. I don't understand everything here. I don't know what to do. So there's a lot of back and forth questioning, but imagine like it's as if the expert was right beside you. And so what we do now is using the latest uh, LiDAR tech, when you turn on AR, we immediately 3D capture the object you're looking at, we make a model, and then we beam it over. And so the other person who's an expert, they can now have an AR experience where that object is actually physically in front of them. And then they, now they can kind of move in, laser point, find the thing, and say, hey, uh, touch the switch. And when they point to that switch, the operator who's in front of it, they also see AR, and they can kind of see the arrow touching it. So, you know... it. I'll probably not do a good job explaining it, but no, I, I think again, it's only if you have kind of a uh, it's collaborative, so it's not client server, yeah. but you know, you have the the person who's in the field, the person who is not in the field. What are they on? Are they going to be on a similar or same device? So it's they don't have to be so they, like, like um, actually, on the desktop, yeah, yeah, they could be on uh, well, today we're very mobile centric, and mm-hmm. so so, but the idea here is uh, you know, we made a demo on this in the showcase, you can check it out, but there's a guy on a couch having his coffee and he, and he just fires up his iPad and then, mm-hmm. and then it's a call. Hey, can you check this out? And immediately he just lifts up his iPad and now he's projecting on his floor or table, the object that they're looking at. So in this case, we had a real dream. Oh, okay. And so now the drone is in front of him and then, mm-hmm. you know, he's in his living room, but it's in front of him. So now you can kind of look at the situation, look at the wires. And mm-hmm. the cool thing is because it's splunky, you can get the life status of the drone. Like, like uh, what's on, what's off. It's the uh, firmware version. All right. Yeah. I got to go watch that demo. That's, Sounds pretty sick. So that's in the demo showcase, huh? Yes, yes. Very so cool. this sounds to me like, um, like I, I, I think Google lets you drop animals into AR, and Amazon <laughs> lets you take an item, you know, and show it in your house. It's yeah. that part uh, projected. So we're we're kind of um, yeah, but there's, there's some secret sauce there. So I think the difference here is we're actually capturing. So we, we, so you mentioned really good examples in gaming, right? Like you, like you know, Pokemon. You can drop a Pokemon. The difference though is what no one it, here plays that game. But, well, they turn it off, right? You turn Put it, it away. You know. away. <laughs> yeah. Well, the difference, though, is uh, as far as we know, we're the only people that does this, but we 3D capture the object in real time the first time we see it. Whereas other companies, they bake in the 3D model, you have to download and upload and bake into the binary. And so what we do is we actually light our capture, uh, you know, the object we're looking at, create a 3D model, and then we beam it over. What's actually really cool, though, is the bytes on the wire sending a 3D model is very small. If you think about video, like today we're doing a video right now, uh, there's a lot of bandwidth. But when we 3D capture something and send it as a vector, it's very small. And so it's actually faster and more responsive to do this. Um, and, and it's pretty badass, if, if I say so myself. But What devices are supported here? Uh, for this one, it's uh, only iOS devices. So, and, uh, so we we have, all work uh, on that, okay? Work on it, that. Uh, AR is uh, currently today for AR, it is you know iPhone, iPad, mm-hmm. those devices. 
we are looking at other platforms and really it comes down to um, is the hardware where it needs to be mm -hmm. and uh, whereas so you know uh, for, for mobile core we have Android support we have both you know, iOS and Android but for uh, AR today it's okay. uh, only iPhone iPad all right let's shift gears there was a question in the chat I definitely wanted to get to this as well VR tell tell me what is we're doing with VR and why is this important? I mean, I know why it's cool. That is not the question. You sure. know, why is it important? I, I think it's really important because, in my opinion, we're hitting the limits of 2D visualization and computing. So I'll give you an example. I have lots of friends on Wall Street. And if you go to any uh, Wall Street desk trading, you know, trader, they have seven monitors on their on their uh, desk. And I think humanly, uh, that's probably the physical limit of what you can do. Otherwise, your neck's going to really hurt. You're always turning around looking. So, so there's a limit to how many screens you can have. And so with VR, it really kind of removes that, that physical barrier. So you can be immersion data. And so there's another piece to it, too, is, is kind of cognitive recognition. So as an example, I can show you a thousand things, like or even a million. And it could look random, or you can immediately see patterns. Oh, I noticed like that thing and that thing look very similar. I want to pull them in. So in VR, you can do that. But in a limitation of, let's call it seven monitors, it's really hard to show millions of things and kind of amplify that cognition. And so the immersion of VR is, is really cool. And the last piece is collaboration. Now, uh, kind of like how we did for AR, you can have more than one person look at the same thing at the same time and interact with it. And so, you know, we're all in COVID now and, and you know, we're physically away. But now you can actually have that immersion of, hey, we're in the same room at the same time. And so when I act on something, you immediately see it reflect in your world. That's very powerful. Okay, so um, let me see if I, I, I think I got, I've got an analogy here that's going to, and I didn't realize it. A picture is worth a thousand words, okay? Everybody uh, yes. heard this before. It makes sense. Yep. But if you're sitting in what is, you know, this virtual reality, there's yep. so much more information that can be conveyed. And you have, you know, kind of a perception that could sink in and sink in. And then you're interacting with it. So I, I can, yep. I, I guess I can see what you're saying. So do we have any real applied use cases of this today that, that people are doing and exciting about in yeah. in the corporate world, in the business world. Absolutely. So, like? so um, I, I think there's, there's trading, but... sure. So, so um, there's many camps to it, but I like the IT example. So example, uh, you have a data center, you have a lot of uh, nodes, you know, like different uh, machines. Where does data flow? Where are the bottlenecks? How are things doing? So we have some really nice demos around that where you can actually show a fleet of computers or, or you know different servers where's the data move and then you can kind of pull in zoom in zoom out and kind of see things um even dashboards like the ability to stack like oh i have all these dashboards how can i stack and, and kind of mm -hmm. and on a, in web today that's really hard like splunk's great but how many tabs can you have on your monitor right so, so there's definitely physical limitations there but with vr you can kind of stack them all see and then you can also capture the uh, the journey so so you think about in in, in splunk today I got an answer, but how do I share how I got there? You know, so this journey of pivoting and kind of succession in VR, I can, we can capture that whole span of how did you get there? Here's the related queries, here's the related data. And so and now I can share that out. Um, last thing I want to share is both VR and AR have to have something that's really unique and that is it's not a read-only world. So meaning we integrated Phantom, you can have playbooks. And so now you're not in read-only world mode, you're actually in real world where you can actually have impact and make changes mm -hmm action and so the idea here is i'm looking at something i need to read with that server i need to open the ticket um i need to you know have some kind of api call related to the entity we make it really easy to kind of do all those things and so that's kind of like the triple threat right like you see yeah. something you notice something but now you can act on it so okay I, I think i'm getting a sense for where this is fitting in um two questions for you one is about the uh, and this is asked in the chat thank you what platforms are supported for vr 
Yeah, so today uh, we're, we're very uh, focused on uh, Oculus. So, so you think about the new Oculus uh, form factor. Um, it's, it's really cool. Where basically the Quest is kind of like this consumerized device, very, uh, you know, uh, inexpensive and also very powerful. So it's kind of like to me like the Nintendo the new Quest 2 would, would work here? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, so that with or without a PC, without a PC. So Quest does not require a PC. So, so Hot which damn. game? Yeah, it's game changer. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, actually, I just got the Quest Two, uh, you know, a few days ago, uh, and it's amazing. Super high resolution. So Facebook did it right. Like it's it's a really good platform, mm -hmm. uh, powerful, inexpensive, but it's like the right ingredients. Like it's just yeah, super cool. So so yeah. Don't need a computer. Um, we, we have computers too, so we definitely we, we right right. So right. Wh where's the state of, of the kind of the working environment? So if I'm in my office and I'm working, yep. you know, I I have you have the swivel chair problem that you kind of mentioned a little bit with the the multiple monitors. Mm -hmm. What you don't want to do is being you know putting on and taking off this visor. That's that's even worse than swivel chair. So is there a working environment that's kind of you know even when you're doing things in Splunk, you're not going to only be doing things in Splunk. What sure. is that part outside, you know, of outside? I feel it's like a funny kind of analogy, right? I'm inside, but I'm outside. But but outside so, of it, yeah. What is that? So, like? there, there's kind of I, I give two 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 thoughts. There's the future and today. So so today, uh, actually, this is an interesting use case. So we've had customers where uh, they have co-location. So basically, you have your you know your your knock right here or your sock right beside them as a salesperson. And it's like, how do you have privacy so the person next to you can't see your monitor? So VR is great. I put on my headset, person can't see what I'm looking at. I'm doing my thing, uh, and so we're not we're not clobbering each other. Like like I'm not worried about people looking over my shoulder. But but the future for us is actually really simple. So uh, you know, Tim Telly, our CTO, when he hired me, him and I had a vision, and that was when we think about the future of computing, it's definitely wearables, like some kind of glasses and some kind of mixed reality. So as you're in your real world, you can kind of see digital information overlay overlaid on real world objects, how do you act on it? And so that's really what we're going for. So every piece that we're building is heading towards that where there will be a day when glasses are mainstream. And so when it's there, we're ready. But along the way, kind of like the Avengers, we're making really great products or really great movies along the way. So when we have AR and mobile and TV, we want them to be really good on their own, but the, the true power, it comes in when we start combining. So, uh, and what, do you, what do you think visors are, are, are not there yet? However, the full head mounted displays are. That, that, well, that's, you that's tough, but you know, uh, I think we need 10G. So, so right now we're going on 5G. But this, so there's a few things, right? You need, you need network connectivity, low latency, power, uh, battery, uh, small form factors, some private material sciences limitations. So it's it's all coming here. Like, like you think about even AR. Like look at uh, Apple's example. Uh, they've done some amazing. Pro like with every iteration of hardware, every time they have a new A chip, uh, it's it's pretty like leapfrogging in. Um, in hardware advancements, also software, like again, like with, with what we did with LiDAR, the ability to detect an entity and recognize it again and beam it over, that's really cutting edge stuff. So, so I think uh, it's accelerating what's neither, but again, you know, we're, we're waiting for the day when we have true, I call it 10G, but super fast uh, bandwidth, low latency. And then of mm -hmm. course you need 3D computing that's small, you need battery power that can last a long time. Um, and it's some material sciences where, you know, visual, like I, I want glasses, but more like, uh, like, I don't want to feel I'm wearing glasses, you know? So yeah, anyway, so, so definitely coming, but, but definitely need some, uh, but it sounds like the quest too, not to turn this into a promotion for them, but it sounds like they hit a sweet spot where, uh, the capability is, is there in a, in a, in a wireless, you know, unit. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm a huge fan of it. I, I think it's great. Um, and I think 
yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm excited about it. I, I definitely think it's the, the right one. And, and yeah. So, uh, and Google didn't, wasn't it Google who had the glasses out for a while? They, they stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Google had glasses, but I heard from what I read, it was, they paused it, but I don't think they stopped working on it. They just like, it'll be a lot longer before they do their next iteration. If that makes yeah. sense. But, okay. uh, yeah, it's definitely, but that's also very different. Like they're like, I've seen their glasses. It's very small, you know, yeah. and it's more like a, it's more like a HUD. So, so you kind of like a HUD interface rather than yeah, a hands up, dis- like hands a, up display. Right. Right. So it's a static, uh, you know, translucent, you know, interface mm-hmm. rather than uh, floating things that move with objects and attach. So, so we're thinking something much more immersive, but who knows, like maybe Google's working on that and would happy to be happy to see it. So our, our analogy is really simple, kind of like game companies. We're a software company. And so we want to build on the latest, greatest hardware platform. And as new capabilities come from these hardware companies, we're going to use it. We're going to leverage it, you know, big time. And, and so, yeah, I'm super excited uh, to see where, you know, wearables uh, evolves. And as it does, we will move with them. So um, we did get a question. People want to know about your bunker. Uh, <laughs> besides yeah. a um, uh, subliminal ads for park tool bike uh, equipment, um, <laughs> Yeah. And any any cool tech you got hiding out in there? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. So this is my my office lab. Let me show you really quickly. So I got my uh, this lamp. So I got my my drone cabinet, my drone bench. That's my electrical PC test bench. Uh, I love Park too. I'm not sponsored by Park, but I had to block the sun. So that was the only opaque objects oh. I could find. That's why it's there. And I have a uh, you know my, my shelf for a lot of RC stuff I build, mini gym area. And then that that TV wall I showed the sixteen the four by four TV it's actually over there but you can't see it in my arcade cabinet is oh got it right there but anyway so yeah so this is my my little hardware lab this has been the coolest accidental episode of MTV Cribs <laughs> uh, well, thank you yeah. <laughs> all right that's gonna we're gonna have to take that theme and run with it Birch I think in future podcasts oh yeah yeah to everyone un, unannounced now show us your home. Um, so let, let's see, we've got, uh, we got a, it's, it seems like there's a lot of like items in the space here. I know we're, we're coming up on, uh, on our time. What kind of like, minutes. yeah, what, where should we go next? Like I know on, on docs and on Splunk base, and now we've got the links in the chat for the, um, connected experience things. Are there any, um, talks? It's in the app store. It's in the app store. In yeah. App store. Any talks but people yeah. should go check out or any other things you want to highlight? Uh, yeah, I think if you go to, uh, you know, uh, go to .com, check out connected experiences. So all our talks are, there's three of them. So, so check them out. Uh, you know, I'm and sure search you for connected experiences. Correct. Yeah. And then I'm sure you can see them offline, but uh, yeah, I love my team. They, they inspire me every day. So it's hard to keep up with them, but uh, AR, VR, like all the cool stuff they would do. It's, it's really, I think best in class. And so we're actually a really small team. I think we punch way above our weight, kind of like Splunk. You know, we're not a big company as Splunk, but we, we definitely, uh, punch above our weight. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really great team. A lot of fun. Uh, ch- check that out. Um, and also, um, yeah, you check out our mobile app, go to Splunk download and, and it should be easy to find. Excellent. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the VR in particular, but I don't know yet what Santa Claus may be bringing to the children. I haven't gotten that far ahead um, or to myself for that matter. Uh, <laughs> now I'm, I, my plans might be shifting is what I'm telling you right now. Right, right. One more, one more toy that we have is uh, we have to support Hololens as well. So, so we have a. Ooh, uh, oh, there's a question in chat about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another piece. But uh, it, you know, again, check out check out our 
our videos and, and you can see a lot of cool stuff there. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Um, we really appreciate your time, Jesse. Uh, I think we are about at the end of our slot. We just have one more left, Birch. Um, so excited. So excited. Yes, we have one more of these sessions with a very special guest. Uh, and that's how that's when we open for Will Ferrell, right? Correct. Yes. Will okay. Ferrell is going to be coming after us immediately after, after. Us. there is no live stream between us and Will Ferrell. So I think that fits all of the requirements of any definition that you could come up with. We're opening yep. for Will Ferrell. We're opening for Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will have a special guest. We'll have uh, Shelly Kornblum. Am I, VP. Am I correct? VP of uh, a variety of things and catering. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking to us about his time with the Splunk T-shirt company. So, uh, you know, catch, catch uh, the hours. sessions. In two yes. hours. Be there. T minus two. And uh, uh, don't forget, you can find us on uh, Twitch and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, all that. Just look for Splunk Talk. These are a few of his favorite links. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Happy See you guys. Bye.